phrase that I want to dwell on for a moment tonight is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That word let then is our responsibility. In other words, allow the word of the Lord to come into our hearts richly, abundantly, and lavishly. And when we allow his word to enter into our heart, I'm telling you what, it changes our lives forever and for good. So tonight, what we want to do is look at Proverbs chapter 4, and, uh, and notice with me in verse 20 through 22, and what we're going to do tonight is we're going to let the healing word dwell in us richly. Amen. We're going to take some really good, strong doses of God's medicine. You know, I don't know whether you get a flu shot or you don't get a flu shot, but we're taking our flu shot tonight. Okay, we're going we're gonna to get vaccinated with the healing word. All right? And uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, and I'm going to let my eyes rest on this. You know, it's important to look into the word. You may be able to quote the word, and that's great. But it's awesome to refresh your heart and your mind by actually looking into your own Bible yourself. Or if you don't have one, look on the screen. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, he says, Now my son, attend... To my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them, my words, not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of thine heart, for they are what? They are life to those that do what? That find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Now the word health there literally means medicine. So what this is saying is God's word is medicinal, or God's word is medicine. Now, he says here, number one, attend to my words. What that basically is saying to us is give your undivided attention to God's word and take heed to what it says to you personally. Okay? So consider the word. And then when he says, incline thine ear to my sayings, What he's basically saying is this, is put your ears in positions to hear the word. Now, you all can quote this most likely, but let me just quote it for you. So then faith cometh by what? And hearing by what? The word of God. So faith does not come by having heard. You know, we, we can't live on the manna that we received yesterday. We must live by fresh manna every day. And so he says, put yourself in position to hear the word of God. Tune your ears to hear. Listen with the ears of your heart. Amen? Incline your ears to the word of God. And then he goes on to say, don't let them depart from before thine eyes. Now what this is basically saying to us is this, is keep your eyes trained on God's word. Now, there's a million and one things that will distract us and try to take us off of the Word of God. And this is where our focus and our discipline is required. Someone said that the word focused means to be fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. So let not the Word of God depart from before your eyes. He says, keep them in the midst of thine heart, and they are life to those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to look at several scriptures in the Bible that pertain to healing and health 
for your entire being. Now, when you think about John, he, little John, and third John too, he said, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and what? Be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, as we get our mind renewed to the word of God, our mind, our will, and our emotions begins to prosper. And God promised in his word that he would keep us in divine health. Now, it's one thing, you know, to be sick and to get healed, and that's awesome. I've been there. How about you? But it's another thing for us to be able to walk in divine health. And so whichever individual case you're in, God's healing word is es muy importante. It's very important that we hear the word, that we focus on the word, and that we know God's word for ourselves. It's not what Pastor Mark knows about the word that counts. It's what you know for yourself. Amen? So let's look back in Exodus chapter 15, and notice with me in verse 26, and we'll just go through several scriptures tonight. We'll have ourselves a a good healing time, right? Exodus 15, verse 26. The Father, speak to us through your word tonight. Thank you for giving us utterance, ears to hear and eyes to see what you would say to us through your word. And by the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Now notice this in Exodus, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse. He says here, and said, if thou, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do what is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put, or literally in the Hebrew, I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians, because I am the Lord that what? Notice with me, he didn't say, I was the Lord that heals you. He said, I am the Lord that heals you. Not, I will be the Lord that heals you. Well, somebody says, well, he's writing to the Jews. Well, is he any less the healer today than he was back then? When you think about scriptures about the Lord's ministry, it says that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but I came to do the will of him that sent me. And Jesus said, it's the Father in me that does the works. And then you go on to Hebrews 13, 8, where it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I submit to you tonight, if he was Jehovah Rapha, that's the Hebrew word for I am the Lord, your healer. If he was Jehovah Rapha yesterday, he is Jehovah Rapha today, and he'll be Jehovah Rapha forever. So say it with me real strong. He is my Jehovah Rapha. He is my healer. Now, there's something that's very interesting within the context of that scripture. He tells them to keep his statutes. And he tells them to keep his commandments, okay? Now, what is the greatest commandment that you and I are under today? It is the love of God. Jesus said in John 13, 34, 35, he says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you what? Love one another. So, we are then to keep the commandment of love. We do not have the luxury to be in strife. We do not have the, if you will, the right 
to be a person that's bitter and full of unforgiveness and full of strife. Those things will literally eat your lunch, not only spiritually, mentally, but they also can eat your lunch physically. Now, I know this for sure, that faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. Now, I'm going to quote a lot of scriptures, but we're going to look at a lot. But let me just quote this to you. Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Then in verse 24 of Mark 11, he says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you you desire, when you pray, believe believe you take them, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. So Jesus is talking about the inevitable law of faith. But in verse 25 of Mark 11, he says, And when you stand praying, do what? Forgive. When you stand praying. In other words, if you are expecting your prayers to be answered, and your prayers to be unhindered, and to walk in divine life and divine health, you must make sure that when you stand Get rid of unforgiveness. Get rid of bitterness. Make sure that you're walking in love with everyone. Now, one of the greatest blessings in my life is to have communion. I love having communion. You know, Jesus said when you have communion, you can do this in remembrance of him. And so the first part, he said, you know, uh, he partook of the bread. He said, broke the bread and said, take eat. This is my body, which is what? This is my body which is broken for you. And so when I have communion here or when I have communion in my home, what I will do when I partake of the bread, which is representative of the body of Christ, the broken body of Christ, I discern the Lord's body. What does that mean? Number one, I discern the fact that his body was broken for Mark Thomas. And that with the stripes of Jesus, Pastor Mark can walk in divine health. But secondarily, I also discern my part in the body of Christ. In the grand scheme of things, God has called you and he's called me and he has a designated lane for us to walk in a purpose and a destiny, right? And so oftentimes when I'm receiving communion, I say, Lord, thank you for calling me. Thank you for what you've given me to do. Thank you for what you've put on my life and what you've put on Brenda's life. I discern that, and I value that. And then thirdly, I discern the whole body of Christ. What do you mean by that? I purpose in my heart to walk in love toward my brothers and sisters worldwide. Whether I agree with them or not, whether doctrinally we're on the same page or not, I am going to walk in love. That means I'm not going to judge anybody. That means I'm not going to criticize anyone. I'm going to the best of my ability. I'm going to walk in love. How about you? See, I cannot afford to open the door to strife. I can't afford to open the door to bitterness or to be judgmental about you or be judgmental or critical about George. And there's nothing to be judgmental about. You guys are wonderful guys. But you understand what I'm saying? We must keep the door closed on those things 
so that the door of divine life and divine healing and good things from God, that door can be kept open in our life. Amen. So say it with me. We're going to do a lot of saying tonight. Say it with me. I diligently, I hearken to the voice of the Lord my God. I will keep the commandment of love and I'll keep the door closed and shut on strife, shut on unforgiveness, and shut on bitterness. And I keep the door open for the glory of the Father to be strong in my life. Amen. God has put too much in you for what's on the inside of you to not be able to manifest. God has put too much. He's deposited too much in me for me to blow it by being a little whiny baby, by being a pouty little Christian, by getting out of sorts with my wife. Anybody ever been out of sorts with their mate? I'll raise both hands. I mean, you can't be married to the same person for 38 years and not get out of sorts with one another, at least on an occasion. But thank God for that scripture. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, take care of it before nightfall. Now, why is that? Because there's so much at stake. God's put so much in you. Don't let those little foxes spoil the vines in your life. God has called you to bring forth fruit to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. All right, now let's go to the next verse. That, that may be as serious as it gets, so take a deep breath. All right, Exodus 23. And notice verse 25. Exodus 23, 25. Here's what you do. You find the Scriptures... You mix faith with the scriptures. Say, Lord, I believe that. I believe that. And I say that. And I have what I say. Exodus 23, 25 says this. And you will serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and water. And he will do what? He will take sickness away right from the middle of you. Amen? Amen? Now, turning over to Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. Numbers 23, 19. And it's scriptural, by the way, just to plead your case before the Lord. Anybody ever had a bellyache before? Anybody ever eaten food that they probably shouldn't have eaten before? And it was talking to you all night? <laughs> We've all been there. But we can just plead our case. Say, Lord, we love you. We're serving you. And you said that you'd take sickness right away from the midst of me. Amen. There's been many a times, Joe, where I've just laid my hands on my own belly. Amen. And I say, Lord, you said it. I believe it. And I thank you for taking this sickness away right from the midst of me. Amen? Amen. Now notice Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man. Aren't you glad he's not? He's not like man. Man can lie. Man can disappoint you. But God never lies and God never disappoints. God's not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. 
Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? Woo, glory to God. We serve a good, good father. We've been talking a lot about him, haven't we? And our good, good father watches over his good, good word to perform it on your behalf. So lift up your hands with me and say, thank you, Father, that you don't lie. Thank you, Father, that you're watching over your word to perform it. And I believe that in my heart. And I say that with my mouth. Boldly I proclaim that the word of God is coming to pass in my life. The healing word is working in every cell of my being. You sent your word and you healed me and you delivered me from all of my destructions. I believe it. I declare it. And I have it now in Jesus' name. Somebody do something. Amen. Somebody do something. Amen. That's Mario Murillo. You know, he always used to do that. He said, somebody do something. Amen. Now in Joshua 1.8, let's look over there. Joshua 1.8. We're, we're simply taking verse after verse of healing scriptures. And whether you can feel it or not, or whether you can recognize it or not, the healing word is working in you. Say that with me. His healing word is working in me now. Verse 8 of Joshua 1. This book of the law, or the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth. But I shall meditate therein day and night. That word meditate there means talk to yourself, to think on, and to ponder on. And that's what we're doing tonight. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Or as one person said, thou shalt be able to deal wisely in all the affairs of life. God's word is not only filled with healing power, but it's also filled with the wisdom of God. Amen? I said this morning, how many of you were able to be with us in one of the services this morning? Raise your hand. Okay, that's not everybody. But let me just say this. The wisdom of God, divine wisdom, is knowing what he wants you to do. Divine wisdom is knowing what he wants you to do. Solomon said this, that wisdom is the principal thing. It's the primary thing. And understanding is knowing how to do it. Knowing how to do it. How many of you want to have divine wisdom operating in your life all the time? Just ask him for it. And he will give you wisdom. But not only that, he'll show you how to do it. And then he'll show you when to do it. Timing's important when the things of God. Praise God. Should we look at another verse? Or have you had enough? Now you get enough. It won't offend me. Just get up and go home. It's all right. Seriously, you know, some people are not used to to uh, several scriptures that, you know, they had enough. They can go. That's fine. Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10. Glory to God. So you're going to hear me say glory to God a lot tonight, because the more filled up I get, the more happy I get. The scripture says "Thy words were found and I did eat them. And they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I'm called by your name. Now notice this, Joshua, no, Nehemiah 8, verse 10, familiar verse of Scripture. 
Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the Val's burgers, drink the malts, and send portions for the Thomas family. Now, doesn't say that. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be sorry, for the joy, the joy of the Lord, what is it? Say it with me, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, turning quickly then over to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Notice verses 1 through 3. It talks about the benefits of being a believer. The believer is at an advantage because of the benefits that Christ has given us. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 3, says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. And then he goes on to say what these benefits are. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed. Say it with me. And I believe that. And therefore I say that you have forgiven me all of my sin. You have healed me of all diseases. And you continuously redeem my life from destruction. You've given me a crown of loving kindness and tender mercies. You have satisfied my mouth with good things. And I declare tonight. That my youth is being renewed just like an eagle. Now that scripture may not mean a whole lot to you when you're in your 20s. Or when you're in your 30s. But it'll mean a whole lot to you when you get to be 60 or 70. Amen? Or 80. He's renewing our youth. Just like the eagles. All right? We're just feeding on God's medicine. Psalm 107. Let's look at that. Notice with me in verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20 says this. He sent his healing word and made him sick. No, thank God he sent his word and healed them. And what happened? And delivered them from their, what? How many of you know sickness and disease can destroy you? Oh, but there's healing in the word. And the word of the Lord has been sent to you and sent to me. So say this with me, and I believe that. And now I say that he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all destruction. Oh, glory to God. Amen? All right, let's go to another verse. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53. 
Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. This is the great substitutionary sacrifice scriptures that Isaiah saw about the Lord Jesus Christ himself years before that he had come and was manifest in the flesh. These verses ought to be in your heart and on your lips on a daily basis. Now, Isaiah 53, beginning in verse 3, he says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Yet we hid, as it were, our faces from him, and he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely, that's positive, isn't it? Surely, speaking of Jesus, he has, past tense, borne or carried away our griefs. Now, the word griefs literally in the Hebrew is sicknesses. So what he's saying is this. Surely he has carried away our sicknesses and carried our sorrows, which is the word pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, with his stripes, we are healed. F.F. F. Bosworth said in his book, Christ the Healer, that Jesus Christ went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. He took our iniquities, our sin. But not only that, the punishment needful to obtain peace, our peace, and well-being was upon him. He not only bore sin, he not only bore disease, but he bore grief, he bore torment. We could say it this way, he bore all fear and every fear. Say, that with, say this with me, and I believe that. Raise your hands and declare this. I believe and I say that Jesus Christ took my sicknesses and bore my pains. He was bruised for my sin. The punishment of my peace was upon him. And I boldly say tonight that with his stripes I are healed. You believe that? I believe it. Now look at Isaiah chapter 54. Look at Isaiah 54 verse 17. Where's my sweetheart? You can come down here, honey. This is my better half right here. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, baby? Hey, hey, hey. You preach him happy up there? The members are happy. All right. You know, Brenda's been preaching the word since she's 16 years old. She had a head start on me. That's why I preach on Sunday morning. I'm still trying to get caught up with her. It's taken a few years. But uh, welcome, welcome to Chach. Praise the Lord. So what we're doing tonight, honey, is we're just taking some healing word. We're feeding on Manna from heaven. Amen. Isaiah 54, notice with me in verse 17. Amen? Yes. Let me know you're here. Yes. Talk to the preacher now. Yes. It's all right that you talk to the preacher. It's like one person said, don't shout me down just because I'm a preaching real good. 
Now, notice verse 17, Mrs. Lucas. It says this, no weapon. We, should, we could say it like this, no sickness, no disease that is formed against me, it'll never prosper. It'll never progress. It'll never advance. It'll die instantly when it touches this temple. Now notice this, it does not say that it will not be formed against us. Everybody knows that sickness and disease is formed against us, right? But thank God it doesn't have to prosper. It doesn't have to prosper. As a matter of fact, when we walk in divine health and divine life, we're declaring that every disease, germ, or virus that touches our body dies instantly. And that every organ, every tissue of our body functions in the perfection to which God created to function. And we forbid any malfunction in our bodies in the name. What name are we talking about? The name above every name. The name of Jesus. (coughs) Amen. So let's take a little bit more of God's medicine. Are you all ready? Thank God no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Let's look over at Lamentations chapter 3. Now we're still in the Old Covenant. We've got some New Testament scriptures to look at too. Now I'm not going to preach all night. But let's just keep feeding on the word. What do you say? Lamentations chapter 3 verse 21. says, this I recall to my mind. This couples with Psalm 103, forgetting out all his benefits. This I recall to my mind. I remember this. Therefore, it gives me great hope. It's of the Lord's mercies that I'm not consumed. Why? Because his compassions, they never fail. They are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. How many of you can testify to the fact that you're alive tonight because of the compassions of the Lord and because of the mercies of the Lord and God has been good to you and God is faithful to you. Woo! Glory to God. Brought me to tears about a week ago. I was just sitting in my, di- in my uh, little family room at home. Brought me to tears thinking about how, just how good God's been to me. Amen. Kept me alive. Took me through some serious diseases throughout the course of my life. I thought to myself, I could have been dead and in hell for 40 years. But Jesus kept me alive. And Jesus will keep you alive. Amen? We might want to turn the air off because I see that people are getting cold. Somebody shout glory! Let's turn the air off. Thank you, Lord. So, you know what? Maybe you messed up like I did. You're out there in the world, messed up, and just things came into your life as a result of it. The devil would like to hammer you with that. Like you to remind you of your past. Right? Jerry Savelle says this, when the devil reminds you of your past, simply remind him of his past. And let him let him know that his future doesn't look so bright either. His future, he's heading for a bottomless pit. But, you know, the devil's a liar, and he's a deceiver. He is a liar. And he'll tell you, well, you know, you got to pay for what you used to do. you got to pay for how you used to act. That's just part of reaping what you've sown. Now, that's true if you're under the curse. But when you come into the kingdom of God, you cannot curse whom God is blessed. Amen? 
Say it with me. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. And so what do you do? You just thank God for his mercy. Amen. Does anyone here tonight need mercy? Can anyone use a little dose of mercy? Amen. Say it. I believe that. And I say that I throw myself over on the tender mercies of my good, good father. For my Lord is compassionate. He's gracious. And he's good to me. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, he's a good, good father, you know. And then moving over to the New Testament very quickly. Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Matthew the 8th chapter, the 17th verse. Can two walk together lest they be in agreement? Two can't walk together lest they be in agreement. What we're doing tonight is simply coming into agreement with our good, good Father's word. In Matthew eight seventeen, So Isaiah was looking forward to the cross, right? And then Matthew was telling it what was happening. In Matthew eight seventeen, it says this. Then it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, Himself did what? Himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. Now say this with me, and I believe that. And I mix faith with that. What he took, I refuse to take. And what he bore, I refuse to bear. Himself, Jesus Christ, he took my infirmities and he bore my sicknesses. Then moving quickly over to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Luke, the 10th chapter, the 19th verse. You do not have to put up with sickness and disease in your body. Amen. Yeah, but it's running my family for all these years. It's generational, Pastor. Don't you understand generational curses? Well, I understand, praise God, generational blessings. If ye be Christ, then are your Abraham's seed, and you're an heir according to the promise. The blessing of Abraham's on me. Amen. So it may be true that certain things ran in your family, but you don't have to buy into the fact that it's going to happen to you. You've changed families now. You got royal blood flowing through your veins. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Notice here it says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and how many things can hurt you that's a good confession nothing no thing shall by any means hurt me now there was a time where I was on some very very strong medication for something that I was standing against and every time I took that I just said nothing can hurt me in the name of Jesus. And I mix faith along with the word of God and along with this medicine that I'm taking and I'm declaring that by his stripes I'm healed. Amen? Now, if you watch television and you see some of those things that they're talking about prescription drugs, I mean, the guy's got a smile on his face, you know, and then they're talking about all the side effects that you could possibly have. 
would ought to come out of your mouth is this. It can't hurt me. Not, of course, that you'd have to take it or anything. But declare it strongly. Say it with me. I believe that. And I say strongly tonight that nothing in no way at any time can ever hurt me. Hallelujah. Can't hurt you. Thank you, Lord. So you just keep the door closed. And the main thing you've got to keep the door closed on is you've got to keep the door closed on fear. Right? Joyce Meyer says this. She says, fear is false evidence appearing real. And the enemy will hound you with fear. Right? So therefore, we must take our dominion and our authority over the spirit of fear. Say it with me, and I believe that. And I declare tonight that God's not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. My mind is my mind, and my mind is not going crazy. I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. What do you say about that? Amen. Amen. So be it. Now, don't misunderstand me. You may never have to take medicine. I hope you don't. And you've got to be led on what to do. You've got to be led whether to have a surgery or not have a surgery. You've got to be led whether to take this medicine or not take this medicine. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God, right? Keith Moore says this. I love this quote. He says, the answer to a million and one questions is, be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Be led by the Spirit of God. You have a spirit on the inside of you that will lead you and guide you into all the truth. And he will always lead you into victory. He'll never lead you into defeat. I heard the organ in the spirit tonight. I'm hearing an organ getting tuned up. You're preaching good, brother. Hey. Mm, glory. Mm. We're going to do a little sing song tonight. Hey. <laughs> oh, boy, we're going to work the crowd up tonight. Woo, glory. Hey. It's all right. Sometimes we need to be worked up. Isn't that right? I said sometimes we need to be stirred up. We need to be worked up. Say it with me. It's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. You just egg me on a little bit. I might just do the James Brown up in here. <laughs> Can we just have a little fun tonight? You know, this is my third time of preaching, so somebody help the preacher tonight. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's look at verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. It says here that we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Say it, and I believe that. Say this with me real strong. I have the same spirit of faith that David had. I have the same spirit of faith that David had. 
I have the same spirit of faith that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I have the same spirit of faith that they had. You got the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith expresses itself this way. By believing and by saying. Hallelujah. The spirit of faith is not something that is so much taught. The spirit of faith is caught. That's why it pays rich dividends to be around people that have great faith. And to associate with people, praise God, that have had some victories in their life. Amen? The spirit of faith. Say it with me. I have the spirit of faith. Now declare this. The spirit of faith is absolutely and positively the spirit of victory. Now go back to Romans chapter 8. I missed one. Romans the 8th chapter and the 11th verse. Oh, thank you, Lord. Man, this, this one's so good. Romans eight eleven, But if the Spirit of Him... I like to say it this way. Since the Spirit of Him. Since the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me. He that raised up Christ from the dead, what's He going to do? He shall also quicken... Your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now, did you know that that word quicken there means heals? He will also make alive. He will also heal your mortal body. Now, say this with me. I believe it. And I declare tonight that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he dwells in me. And he's quickening my mortal body right now. I'm being quickened by the word of the Lord and by the spirit of God right now. Amen. Okay, let's look at a couple more. Let's look at some more. Look with me at Colossians chapter one. Notice with me in verse 12 and verse 13. Colossians, the first chapter, the 12th verse. And the 13th verse says this, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us able or meet or able to partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Your inheritance in Christ includes divine healing. And then he said in verse 13, read it with me, ready, read, who has delivered us from the power of darkness And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Now let's just look at the first part of the verse. Who has, past tense, already delivered us from the power of darkness. Or from this law of sin and death, which includes sickness and disease. Somebody say, I've already been delivered from all the powers of hell. You know, if people that are struggling with drugs that are Christians, if people that are Christians that are still battling alcoholism, folks that are Christians that are still battling nicotine, if they just got a hold of that verse, 
And if that verse just got solid deep down in their spirit, their days of nicotine, their days of alcohol, their days of marijuana, or any other drugs would be a thing of the past. See, people are out there looking for someone to set them free. Jesus has already set us free. He's already delivered us from the power of darkness. Hallelujah. And say this with me, and I believe that. And I believe that. Raise your hands and say, now I give thanks to you, Father. For this glorious inheritance. For this glorious deliverance. That you have already set me free. From all sickness. From all disease. Therefore I declare that I'm healed. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. And tonight I glorify God in my body and in my spirit, which are God's. My good, good father lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And I believe that. And then turning quickly over to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. And this is just a little taste of divine healing scriptures that you have found tonight, that you have mixed faith with, and that you have believed. In 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, Who his own self bear our sins. Peter looking back. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. Read the last phrase with me. By whose stripes... Fred Price says it this way. He says, if you were healed, you are healed. And if you are healed, you is healed. Somebody saying, I believe that. Let's just lift up our hands and say, thank God. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed from the crown of my head unto the soles of my feet. Let's all stand up as we look at our last scripture tonight. Let's all stand to our feet. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Tom to come to the piano. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. How many of you got faith in the blood of Jesus? Hallelujah. Faith in his protecting blood. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him, that's the devil, by what? By the blood of the Lamb and what else? By the word or the rhema or by the spoken word of their testimony. And so what we're simply doing tonight is we're just testifying what Jesus has already done for us. Now say this with me. I believe it. That I am an overcomer. And whatever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even my faith. I am an overcomer. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind, over my body, over my property, over my loved ones. I have faith in the blood. And I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Now let's just thank him for tonight.
Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify your holy name tonight in the mighty name which is above every name.